0: even when you feel like a pile of ash. If you are a returning listener, welcome back, my friend. Thank you for tuning in again. And if you are a new listener, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to Phoenix and Flame. Today, I thought that we could chat a minute about how different life situations impact the growth of good things in your life. You know, I got to thinking the other day <laughs> I haven't been into church in our church for a while ever really ever since covid started in March of 2020 and it's January of 2021 now. So, I don't really know what that says about me, but I just really don't want to be in a situation where there's a whole lot of people around really close, and so, uh, anywho, from years ago, I can remember sitting in the pews, and being a people watcher, as I am, um, it's a lot like sitting in the mall watching people. There's so many interesting types of people that you see as they sit in the pews, and especially Like, when it's during communion time, when you're supposed to be quiet, or when the pastor is speaking, and you're supposed to be, I guess, listening. (laughs) Um, It's so funny to watch. I mean, there's some people that are sitting there with their uh, notepad or their iPad out, you know, just taking vigorous notes and any scripture that the the pastor is talking about, they're looking it up for verification, I would imagine, in their own Bible and following along and highlighting. And I mean, they're just on top of it. Then you've got some other people that are carrying on these little conversations with whoever's sitting next to them. Interestingly enough, sometimes those people continue to carry on conversations, even when it's like, like uber quiet, for example, when they're doing communion and it's a time to be, to look inside yourself, um, introspective, I guess would be a good word and kind of just be there and and sitting there and just feeling the spirit of God and just wanting to, um, appreciate the communion for what it's worth and feeling that connection and And all that, and then (laughs) it's hard to do that when you have these, for example, these two girls, or two women, behind you that won't stop having a whispering conversation, back and forth, like, like we're not even doing anything, I don't know, what's the word, solemn or reverential, or, they're just talking, I mean, they're whispering, but they're, and Oh, I'm telling you, for people that know me and my husband, he would just like would give me the this, this side eye. It took everything within me in those situations not to turn around and say something. Oh my gosh. I To me, I guess that gets to one of my pet peeves are people that I think are unplugged. They just don't have any sense of awareness of what's going on around them. And, uh, and there is some level of narcissism there. They're just they're doing what they want to do and it they're just not really tuned in to other people or what's going on around them. They just they're gonna do what they wanna do. They're focused on themselves or self absorbed. And they don't recognize what they're doing or how it's impacting anybody else. That happens to be one of my pet peeves. And so you can imagine I'm sitting in church, you know, trying to you know, kind of find that peaceful place inside and really appreciate the communion for what it's worth. And, and here's these women behind me, just whispers back and forth, drives me nuts. Oh, and then they break out the hard candies and the really loud, crackly wrappers. Oh, my gosh. It's like, what are you thinking? As you can tell, I could kind of go on for a while. <laughs> but it's just interesting watching the different types of people. That you have, and I'll have to say, I'm I'm not a saint in this category. What my, what I'll do is I have a thing about getting bored easily. And if I'm sitting there, and it doesn't matter if it's a sermon or if it's some kind of a a workshop or whatever it is, if if I don't if I'm not interested, if I don't see how it applies to real life, if I don't see the point, then I lose interest very quickly. And it makes it very difficult for me to continue to sit in my seat without getting extremely rest- restless. I just start moving all around, and I mean, I'm adjusting my shoulders, and I—it's uh, terrible. And sometimes I'll just get up and leave, um, and walk around, prowl around the hallways, read the bulletin boards, go to the bathroom, try to find something to do because, I, to me, just about anything is better than being bored. There was one time i was in i was in church and uh, this was a long time ago but i i can remember being so incredibly bored with with this particular um, sermon and how it was being delivered that i imagined myself just being like lava and i just melted down through the seat and slid under this and under the pew in front of me <laughs> i was just so I'm not I'm not innocent in this either at all. But I'm just kind of pointing this out to say there's lots of different types of, of people and what they're interested in, what they're focused on. And uh, you can see lots of those different types sitting in the pews at church whenever people go back to church when COVID isn't quite such an issue. But anyway, I started thinking about this, about how we... We all experience um, different phases of life, and how we experience them kind of depend on our personality and also our life situation, and those are two different things. Like I said, you know, the different personalities that I represented from the pews, and also if you think about the different situations that you walk through at the different legs of your journey through life, there is a... uh, a, a, a parable in the Bible. It's uh, it's from Luke. And I'm going to read it. It's just four verses. But it's, it's so interesting and applicable psychologically. Anyway, it's Luke 8, verses 4 through 8. If anybody happens to want to look it up, no big deal if you don't. So it says, they, which is basically uh, Christ, Jesus, and his disciples, they went from town to town a lot of people joined in and traveled along. He addressed them using this story, which Jesus would do a lot because he wanted to teach people in a way that they could understand. He wasn't just out there just saying weird shit that they don't even know. I mean, he was talking in words and stories of things that they dealt with on a regular basis, and so they got it. So it goes like this. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Some of it fell on the road, and it was trampled down, and the birds ate it. Other seed fell in the gravel. It sprouted, but withered, because it didn't have good roots. Other seed fell in the weeds. The weeds grew with it, and strangled it. Other seed fell on rich earth, and produced a bumper crop. So I was just kind of wondering, as I got thinking about that, where you feel like you are right now. Like, what is... What is trying to grow in your life, and do you see yourself in one of those situations? For example, on the road, so the seed is trampled. Now, if you can imagine a seed basically just being something, something good that's trying to take root and produce fruit. Obviously, in the Bible, it's, you know, it's talking about the Word of God with someone and producing fruit, but you can also, you know, that could also have other meanings as well, if you want to look at it from a, from a secular standpoint, psychological standpoint, just looking at seed. A seed is something that is planted with hope that it's going to take root and that something's going to grow from it that's going to be good, that it's going to have fruit that is going to bring good things into your life. So think about, you know, the seed that gets trampled and eaten by the birds. So that, that's the road scenario. You might be in a situation where you have something good in your life that's trying to happen, but as soon as, as soon as the seed of something good happens, it just gets trampled on by other people. And then, you know, other individuals, whatever, you can call them birds in this situation, wherever they come and they just eat up all the seed. takes it all away. So it never really has a chance to even get into the soil. It never even reaches the soil. The seed was there, the potential was there, but it never really got to the soil. Maybe you feel like you're the road situation. That seems to me that would feel pretty pretty awful. Then you got the gravel where the seed actually took took root and started to sprout. But the roots weren't deep enough. Well, it was It was like the seed was starting to sprout and put roots down, but it couldn't really get them deep enough. And so then whatever was trying to sprout out just withered. So you might be in a situation in your life where, whether it's an individual that's a good person in your life or a situation that's a good person in your, or a good situation, maybe it's a change of work scenery or a relocation or something like that where there's something good trying to grow, but the situation itself doesn't allow for the roots to really take hold. And so whatever hope there is just withers away. It, it starts it starts sprouting, but then it withers away. Then you have the weeds. you know that's where the seed does get into the soil and it does take root and it does grow. But surrounding this new growth was also weeds. And the weeds strangled it out. So it never got anywhere. So if you think about weeds, you know, metaphorically in your life, you know, if you have something good trying to grow in your life, and it has taken root, and it is growing, and you have hope, and you're encouraged by the growth, but there's weeds. Maybe it's other people in your life that are strangling out this new growth. Or maybe it's a situation that you're in that is just strangling out the, any, you can only get to a certain point and then you get strangled out. And then you have the last scenario was the, the earth is very rich where the seed makes it to the soil, it, it sprouts and the, the roots grow and really find rich soil to grow in and take hold and this plant just begins to grow and grow and grow and just turns into a big bumper crop just full it just grows and grows and reproduces and grows until it's just just a whole field full of wonderful growth and so in order to have that and that sounds like a wonderful thing in terms of something good and healthy um, happening in your life So in order to have something like that, the seed has to actually reach soil, and it actually has to be able to take root. It has to stay in the soil long enough to be able to take root. So there's a length of time there. And then whatever's surrounding it, you can't have a bunch of weeds around it that's going to strangle it all out. So I guess it's worth thinking about if you, you know, what kind of personality that you have, what kind of situation that you're in in life. You know, we were talking about the differences and how people are different and how the situations are different. But at the end of the day, your life is your responsibility. And it's a wonderful thing to have awareness, to have insight into how your personality and or your situation Uh, Maybe your social connections may be impacting the ability of something good to grow in you and in your life. Um, If it's something that you are doing, then that might be worth looking at, be worth changing. For example, if you happen to be around a lot of people who are quite negative and critical and discouraging, maybe those might be the weeds in your life. And anytime you try to get something going, they just strangle it right out of you until you don't have any hope left and you just let it go. An example of that might be, you know, someone who uh, maybe they've been um, abusing drugs and uh, been around other people abusing drugs because people that generally engage in that type of behavior enjoy doing it with other people that do that type of behavior. And so, kind of birds of a feather thing. And so maybe, let's say, example, you know, one of them wanted to break away from that. Just wasn't really going in the direction they wanted their life to go. And they were trying to detox and break away and and try not to use the drugs anymore. But they didn't replace their friend group, which that's very hard to do, I must say. But in some instances, like the one I'm giving you, it's a necessity, It's virtually impossible to uh, be dependent on drugs of some sort, including alcohol. That's a drug. And be able to break away without also replacing your friend group. Because the friend group is still using. And they will act like the weeds. They will encourage you to continue to use because they're using. And it makes them more comfortable if you're using too. And they also don't want, like it or not, sometimes they really don't like you to grow too much because then they feel bad about what they're doing. And so they might function as weeds that choke any hope out. So if you have people in your life that are functioning as weeds, you might need to consider that because if you continue down that path, the likelihood that new, wonderful, healthy growth is going to happen is slim. But you have the power, you have the control, and I'm not saying this is easy, but you have the ability to say, you know, you do you, not judging you, you do you, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore, I'm going to take this path over here and get away from the weeds. So, you know, think of your situation. If you're in a situation where maybe you're the gravel, you know, you need to find you know, get in a place where there's some soil, where the, where the root of something can actually stay in place long enough to, for the, because it sprouts. And also with the gravel situation, the seed actually sprouts. So it, it, it's encouraging. If something is starting to happen, but it can't. It doesn't, it doesn't really have the roots, don't have a chance to sink in and take, take a grip of the soil. So just as soon as hope begins to sprout, off it goes because the roots don't have anywhere to grab. So is the situation that you're in, is it supporting this new growth that you want? Are you providing soil for the new growth? Um, Something that where your new ideas and your new hopes and your new dreams and these healthy things you're trying to bring into your life, does your life situation support that? if it doesn't, you might have a dream of something, you might talk of something but that's all it's going to be unless you provide a situation where it can actually take root and grow. And of course the road situation was the worst one. You know, that's where the seed is there but before it even has a chance to even have any sprout of hope it's trampled on and eaten by the birds. And that's just that's a scenario just where there's just no, somebody feels like they just don't, there's just no hope at all. But notice in all three of these four situations, you have the road situation, the gravel, the weeds, and then the rich earth. The seed is actually there in all four of those scenarios. And I find that encouraging. The seed is there. There is seed. Seed is, is something, of a position of hope a potential for growth, a potential for something new, a potential for new life. And that was there in all four of those scenarios. But we are responsible for our lives. And if we are in a situation where we, either it's our job situation or our family situation or our friend situation or whatever is just not allowing for growth, then we're either going to continue down that path or we're going to make some changes. And those changes aren't necessarily easy to make. Most of them are not. But it's, it's worth putting out there, and I just wanted to have a, a little episode about this because we do face different phases of our lives, and it is worth looking at our own personality style. And what that's coming to bear, what that's bringing to bear into our lives, and considering what seeds of growth might be just sitting there waiting, waiting to do something with, and how your life could possibly change if you were aware of that situation and were willing to change your behavior, willing to change who was around you, willing to change your situation situation that you might get to that point where you're the fourth one, where you're the bumper crop, and just amazing, wonderful things coming from you. So I want to end this with with encouragement and with hope. The seed is there. There is seed in your life. Seed for good, wonderful, healthy things. And if it's not happening yet, then step back and ask yourself which category that you're in and what you might need to do to get yourself where you are supplying a safe place with rich soil for seed to grow without weeds to choke it out, and then see what happens. If this episode has uh, helped you at all, has encouraged you at all, has supported you at all, um, or if you feel like it might be of help to someone that you know, I would strongly encourage you to share it on social media. Whatever your favorite platforms are, that you would throw it out there, tell your friends about it, reach it out, um, send a message on Twitter, whatever it is that you do, so that we can reach as many people as we can and form a really positive community. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to go to my website at phoenixandflame.com, where you can send me an email. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And again, this is Dana. On Phoenix and Flame.